Good afternoon and welcome to this week's episode of Rachel Gaffney's Real Ireland. And I am back in the studios in Dallas, Texas. It said live from Dublin popping up there and I'm not live from Dublin. Nothing like live when you make mistakes, right? (laughs) Okay, they're going to shoot me here in the studios because I don't care. You know, life happens and stuff goes on. What are you looking at? Well, it came up and said live from Dublin. Never mind. Anyway, that's what it said for me when I saw it. But anyway. Um, I'm your host, Rachel Gaffney, and I am coming um, to you live from Dallas this week. So I'm such a jet setter, right? So it's in the Lincoln Center here in Dallas, and it's a beautiful day outside. I'm thrilled, Anna. Absolutely thrilled to be back in some good weather. It's uh, 85 degrees outside, which in Ireland is, we love our, we love this, don't you? You and I, the two Europeans, (laughs) which is 29 degrees Celsius. Celsius, yes, very important. <laughs> mm. I was saying to one of the girls earlier, Glory, who's in the studio with us today. Hi, Glory. Hi. Um, that, you know, we we have to do a lot of conversion, you know, because in Ireland it's Celsius and over here we use Fahrenheit. So there's a useless bit of trivia. Yeah, baking baking sometimes is hard. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I yeah, just follow instructions. Yeah, well, the baking's when you really can mess up, you know, you want to get that kind of right. So I wanted to start and say, first of all, um, I'm glad to be back. I've been in Ireland for the last two weeks. Uh, feels like it's been longer actually but it's been two weeks did a lot of research visited a lot of places found a lot of products met some great new people have some new books to tell you about and um, some history and so lots ahead in the coming weeks it's currently being edited and put together and packaged for you guys to see so today though, I want to start with uh, wishing somebody a very happy birthday I say somebody or something or someplace but Uh, 80 years ago today, and the exact date, I'll tell you, was the 15th of May, 1939. If you're doing your math, you'd know that was 80 years ago, but just to help you out. And that was the day that it was announced that Ashford Castle in Kong, County Mayo, would become a luxury hotel. Can you see that there? So that's the announcement in the paper. Uh, you can see how old the print is. Ashford actually shared that this morning. Niall Rochford, who is the general manager at Ashford, shared that on Twitter. So I want to say congratulations to Ashford Castle for 80 years operating as a, a luxury um, place to stay in Ireland, Castle. And let me tell you, Ashford is definitely the gold standard when it comes to castles and luxury properties. Um, I visited there a few times myself. I've sent people there and take people on trips and taking some photos and video and um, it's truly a special place. Um, maybe you'd like to see an image of Ashford now. Um, Anna, that's going over, That's you cross over the river there, the moat, mm-hmm. into the castle, into the entrance, isn't it lovely? It'll, it's so cute. 
also you can only fit one one car there right at a time going through the <laughs> yes going through that you know it wasn't designed back then you know actually that castle used to be owned by the guinness family once no upon way, a time really mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Uh-huh. And then it changed hands. And then, like I said, 80 years ago, it was announced. That it, so they had a complete um, restoration a few years back. Um, Red Carnation Hotels out of South Africa mm-hmm. um, bought um, Ashford, closed it and restored it. And I say restored it because I think that's important um, as opposed to, you know, just refurbishing or renovating, you know, that's what people do to houses and flip them. This is a restoration. This was finding the roofers, finding the historians, finding the people that knew what was true for the time and did the most incredible job. I think I have, um, I took a photograph of one of the bedrooms that I stayed in at Ashford um, and look at the, the crystal. Oh my gosh, the, the I love it. These blue, just full blue, kind of different tones. Oh, I love these chairs. I, well, and that room there, each room is different. So there's no two rooms the same. So it's not like they're all blue. I mean, I had somebody else that was staying in a yellow room and somebody, and then different views and different fireplaces. Um, now, Ashford Castle, as I said to you, is located in Kong in County Mayo. And a lot of people might know that, uh, do you remember the movie, I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of um, uh, The Quiet Man with John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara. It's a very famous movie, um, Ford directed this movie and it was set in the 1960s. Oh, Jeannie, Anna. It was Maureen O'Hara with the red hair. Ooh. I don't know what it is about people thinking that people with red hair have some sort of, you know, devilish personality. <laughs> <clears throat> what <laughs> they can get up to a little bit of mischief but she was a difficult personality and John okay. Ford was returning from the United States and he was looking or not John Ford uh, John Wayne Okay. and John. so he in the movie goes back and so it was all set in Kong, Kong and County Mayo so they filmed around Ashford Castle a lot of the grounds so when you're staying in Ashford if you walk out of the castle and you walk around the different grounds um, I say walk around the different grounds when you walk to different parts of the grounds you can see lots of iconic um uh, the school, the church, the whole thing from the movie, it's all still mm-hmm. there. So for people who love that, it's its really, really great. So that's worth visiting Ashford Castle. Um, so again, and uh, I went walked down to the back of the castle. It overlooks Lake Corrib. And um, I stood there with my camera and just turned around and took a little video shot of, you know, sort of a panorama of the castle that maybe we could show people um, just this you know my photography's not the best so please excuse me but it'll give you a little look is that a castle it's so beautiful isn't it beautiful all right so hang on a second let's rewind here so are we talking about um the the mid the mid part and the ones on the side look very different style wise um do you have any insight on this? I do know something. I don't. Um, oh. And the reason I don't... Well, no, because they didn't extend. Um, this is the original castle. Um, oh, wait. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you again. Is there like um, these uh, kind of like glass structure on the back? Is this like a green area? Like a... I don't know. What do you call it? A plant? A plant outdoorsy area? Like a sunroom? At the very... On the, on the right? No. Sorry, I just, I couldn't hear you, you there. You completely lost. Oh, there, there, no, no, now I hear you. I lost you, your voice. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you talk about the glass annexing at the back there? Yes. Uh, well, there is a spa back there. Um, oh. And so maybe that part is new. 
Um, but the actual castle itself is still um, original. But um, what you can do there is incredible. They have their own movies, movie studio in there. Uh, you can go. Um, That's amazing. They have obviously afternoon tea and all that. But they have a pub in the grounds. So when you walk out of the castle, if you don't want to do fine dining or anything, you can walk across the moat, across the grounds, and they have a little, um, they have tea rooms down there. Or you can walk over to the other side to an old country pub. It's all part of Ashford, but it's wonderful. They have a golf course there. They have a helicopter pad. So if you want to, you know, take your helicopter into Ashford, you can do that too. Um, you can do falconry. You can do equestrian. You, you can do whatever you want in Ashford. Um, but the village itself in Kong is very quaint, and um, I love the bar there. It's called Pat Cohen's Bar, and that's actually the bar that featured in the movie, oh. in, in uh, John Wayne's um, and Maureen O'Hara's Quiet Man. So um, I love Ashford Castle. Like I said, it's up in Connemara, up in the wilds of Connemara in Galway area. So uh, a must uh, see and a must stay in and Ashford Connemara Castle. Connemara is so beautiful. Oh, oh gosh, it's got its own. Um, wild rugged charm i mean that sounds Mm -hmm. very sort of poetic but you know i'm from cork and the coast of cork you know i love west cork and the barra peninsula connemara um if you go like sligo mayo galway all those places down along um that wild there's a reason why they call that the wild atlantic way that wildness is breathtaking it's fresh it's invigorating and i highly recommend uh, people going there as well so it's just well worth the visit um, so happy birthday again to Ashford Castle. That is so pretty. I know. That. And um, now I'm just looking. We're just three weeks away Ooh. from June the 6th. Um, yes, yes. June the 6th sees the inaugural flight from Dallas to uh, Dublin with American Airlines. I am so excited. I am too. I, I just I, I just flew over, as you know. I flew through Philadelphia to Dublin. And then on the way back, I flew, I flew through Chicago which was all great, actually. It went smoothly, so that's when okay, it goes smoothly. I, that's a good thing, you know, no lost luggage, no delayed flights. Uh, everything was great. You know, even the airline crew were fabulous. And when you have a trip like that, it makes it wonderful. But this time, having the direct flight is going to be fantastic. So June 6th sees the inaugural flight from Dallas to Dublin. So it departs on June the 6th and arrives on June the 7th. Now, I wanted to talk to you guys today a little bit about some things I observed while I was over there and while I was flying and I was kind of wearing a different set of glasses again. You know, I'm always sometimes I'm traveling as the passenger and sometimes I'm traveling. Well, I'm always a passenger, but I'm always really trying to take note of things mm-hmm. to tell people and things to know before you go, if you like. Kind of like stepping out of your shoes and be like, hmm, if I knew nothing about this place, what would I yeah. Think about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or, or what I want to be able to do is sometimes if, if there's a situation that arises, it arises because you didn't know. Um, right. And so that might prevent some delays and problems. Okay. Be prepared. So, so it arrives on June the 7th. Now, what's wonderful about this flight is it leaves at 11 p.m. at night and it arrives in Dublin at 1.50 in the afternoon. So you get on the plane at nighttime and you have something to eat. You sleep on the plane. You arrive in Dublin in the afternoon. You're avoiding rush hour traffic or the early morning rush hour. On the return flight, um, when you get to Dublin Airport, and this is what I wanted to chat about, is um, the flight departs Dublin in the afternoon, which is wonderful. So if you've got your last night in Dublin, you can go for dinner, you can go out, whereas most of the flights that people are returning, they're getting up really early in the morning, they're getting up at four and five to get to the to the airport and you know they're missing out on their breakfast or you can enjoy your last morning in Dublin That's which awesome. is well, yeah it's going to be great but once you get to the airport this is important um normally for your international flights they always tell you to take about two hours before the flight some places yep. say three I definitely say three and 
if you want to get there beforehand, that's even better again. Um, when you get to Dublin Airport and check in, uh, roll it there, Anna. There you go. There's a little shot at Dublin Airport. So this is upstairs where you can have a little coffee or something before you go through. Now, this, these are still the public areas in Dublin Airport. Mm-hmm. Um, I took this footage last week. Um, so you've checked in your bags downstairs. So you go, oh, you check in. Do you see that? Can you press pause? Yep. Oops. Well, let's go back there and show you. So you check in your bags downstairs. Um, and um, I got on the little escalator or in the lift. See, the verbiage is funny, too, because yes, I asked somebody. I said, somebody, you know where the elevators are now? Thankfully, over there, they know what an elevator is. So they pointed it. Uh, but in Ireland, they call lift. So if somebody says, you know, the lifts are over there. That's what it is. It's an elevator. Right. Not, not the ride share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lift. There's the lift. And then you go up and go up the escalator. But when you go up to the top, we're panning around now here. And you are going to start your adventure through security. Now, security, I have to say, even when it's busy, moves fast in Dublin Airport. Awesome. They're very efficient. They have tons of people there going, you know, moving you through. Um, come along, you know, make sure your belts. They're kind of constantly filtering people rather than when they get through, you know, um, th- then telling them what they're not doing right. So here we are now. Okay, this is what I wanted to show you. So uh, those bins there show you what you can and cannot take, you know, to dispose of everything. There's little stations there for your plastic baggie. Um, They provide plastic baggies for you too, not unlike over here. Uh, I didn't film past this because you can see. uh, Yeah, because you can't because otherwise they'll be like, "Uh I can't. No, but when you get through here, so that could we go back a little bit to showing, um, you know, the bit with the um, there press pause. So that's the first um, security line. Mm-hmm. See where it says welcome? Yep. And then underneath it says Folche. Folche means welcome Folche. in Irish. You're going to see your signs in Irish and in English when you're in Ireland, everywhere. Okay. So it says wal- welcome and then underneath it says Folche. Oh, and I'm glad you've kept this on. So you go through, it's like Ellis Island, you're going round and round. <laughs> <laughs> but they keep you moving fast. They're moving fast. And, and then when you get through that panel there where it says welcome in Folche, that's where you're going to do your bag checks. Um, and they will tell you their rules. Um, sometimes they look at your shoes and you might be allowed to leave your shoes on because if they're rubber sole shoes, you can go through. Right. And um, they'll look down. Anything now, like boots and stuff like that. Any big shoes, they'll make you But they'll them. tell you pretty quickly. And yeah. when you get through, there's a TV screen up and there's an animated video constantly showing you what they will accept and what they won't accept. So there's no excuse, right? But once you get through here, now you're in duty-free. The duty-free in Dublin Airport is wonderful. The shopping oh. is wonderful. Oh, it's got everything from Lalabo to Joe Malone. Lalabo to Joe Malone to... Um, uh, you know, obviously all the regular duty free for, you know, Irish whiskey and goods. You got to be careful because you can't really take food to the U.S. unless it's approved and duty free. Right. There was this lady who was charged like $2,000 and like a crazy thing because of an apple. Yeah. She should have eaten the apple in the plane, something like this. Yeah. So, but I'm saying, well, those are different things, Akshana. So really? y- you cannot take food from like if you buy food in Dublin, you have to be careful. It's certain sweets and stuff. But um uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk through this really quickly because of the time frame and I want you to, to know this. So you go through duty free and you can have your shopping and your restaurants. But here's where I my advice starts. Before you start shopping and eating and doing any of that, um, there is a tax free shopping area return desk. Now, I've talked about this in previous programs and I'd like to mention this again to people. When you go to Ireland as a U.S. citizen or a U.S. resident, you can avail of tax free shopping. 
you must ask in the stores in Ireland for, say, look, I'd like to avail of your tax-free shopping. Some stores do not offer it. It's up to the individual store. But most of the big um, tourist stores or clothing stores will. Um, but it might be like a sports shop chain won't or, you know, those kind of places tend not to. But they will give you a piece of paper. They will uh, tell you that you must return it at Dublin Airport. Now, I will... So this is not a receipt. This is something else. So let's just say you went into the store and you spend 500 euros on clothing. Okay. Um, you say, I want a veil of tax-free shopping as you're paying at the register. They will fill out the receipt. They'll give you a special receipt with a signature on it from the store and tell you to fill it in with your name and address and hand it in at Dublin Airport. Gotcha. Um, I, I'm going to do a post on this. We'll be talking about it. Um, I took photographs and I will be talking about how to do it, where to go, because it's a lot more in-depth than um, just this show. Mm-hmm. But that return point for returning your tax-free documents if you are doing tax-free shopping, return your receipts there, your envelope in the kiosk or slide your card. I, as I said, I will do something on this later, but do that first when you get there. Yes, you, it, the, the lines are incredibly long. Well, so, the so lines depending. can be. And if you've prepared yourself, you can drop and go. So that's oh. great. But I'll be talking about that later um, in another episode in another blog post. But do that first, then go do your shopping and your eating so that you don't have that hanging over your head. Then once you've done that, um, to go to your gates for the United States, you got to do pre-clearing. Um, and I timed it, you know, from the time of the gates. You did? To walk down to the thing, it took me 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Which isn't far, but now we're heading into peak season mm. and the lines start getting big. So once you get there and you get to your gate, uh, so I got to my American Airlines gate, or actually I wasn't quite at the gate yet. I had to do TSA pre-clearing. Now, Dublin Airport and Shannon Airport are the two airports in Ireland, and I think they're the only two in Europe. Somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, because I think the other place is only Canada, but um, that offer TSA pre-clearing. Right. That means that when you do this, um, as you arrive in the United States, you are now treated like a domestic traveler. So you fly from New York to Dallas, you get off the plane and you go home, right? Normally, if you go to Paris, you pump back to the United States, you have to do customs and immigration and all that after a long haul flight and it's exhausting. So how does that work? Like everyone is getting out of the plane at the same time, but are you provided with information? Do you know the specifics? No, no, no. Um, So when you check in your bag, when you go through duty free, when you've done your shopping, you are now going to walk through the terminal and you will be guided to TSA pre-clearing in Dublin airport. So you're going to go through another channel. Once you get there, the staff are no longer Irish staff. They're no longer working for Dublin airport. They are now working for the United States Immigration Service. They're posted over here, over in Ireland for months at a time. Um, And so when they are there at the airport, they are there to check your passport and do your customs and immigration. So it's done in Dublin rather than waiting till you get to the United States to do it, right? Okay, so I guess I I didn't explain myself. I meant when you actually land in the US. I said that when you land in the US, you are treated like a domestic traveler. You just get off the plane and go. Just get off the plane and go. It's all done in Dublin. But the reason I wanted to talk about this is I noticed a lot of US travelers did not, for some reason, get the concept of what this was. Even though I heard them at the check-in saying, you've got pre-clearing, go through there first Uh, when you get off you don't have to do it so I noticed when I was doing pre-clearing a lot of them said what am I doing here why do I need my bike so just think of everything you would do in customs and immigration in the United States you are going to do it in Dublin and it's not a a thing that they're you're offered it's actually mandatory so it's a great benefit but you have to do it you can't get on your flight without it right so 
that's why I'm saying allow time. Know before you go. Know that when you go to Dublin Airport, you got to check in. You got to do security. You got to then do your, if you want to do shopping and food, if you want to do your tax-free receipts, and then you've got your pre-clearing. And once you go through pre-clearing, you then walk minutes to your gate. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Okay. So there's a lot there. But by knowing this, it will save you a lot of frustration. Because when you go through US pre-clearing, guess what? You have to do the same all over again that you did at the entrance Ooh. of the airport, which is undressing to music. No, I'm just teasing. There's no music. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You have to take off your clothes. No, not your clothes. Sorry. <laughs> you should take off your belt and your shoes and your laptops. Right. Okay. It sounds like a very dodgy airport, doesn't it? It but, does. It's like... So you have to do all that. But it's fantastic. It's a it's a great service and it's something you definitely want to, to do. So... Get there in plenty of time is what I'm saying. So Shannon or Dublin, they both offer it and um, get there in plenty of time. So I'm really excited about that. And I know a lot of people are excited about this direct flight because it just makes your travel so much easier. So Rachel, uh, I'm picking up some comments uh, in the live video. Um, So Yvonne is asking about the Tato. Got to have the crisps. Tato? Tato, Tato, Tato. Okay, who's tato. Yvonne? Yvonne who? Yvonne Brown. Yvonne Brown. And is she here in the United States or is she in I Ireland? I can't tell. If she does, but I will say this. So uh, what is this? So Tato's are Irish crisps. We call them crisps. They're actually potato chips. Gotcha. And it's, um, you know, if you were, if an American was, let's say, being transferred and living overseas, you know, you have their staples that they miss, like their Oreos or I don't know, like... Mm-hmm. Um, Lay's potato chips. Well, Tato's are Irish crisps, um, but you can buy uh, Tato's in the United States. A lot of people, when they go to Ireland, they want to bring their Tato's back with them. Now, I have bought my Tato crisps. Um, hopefully, Yvonne, this answers your questions. I have bought my Tato crisps in Ireland in the actual grocery store and put them in my suitcase, and that's fine. Are these the ones? Yes! Aha! The power of life. Yes! <laughs> well, they are. And also, you can buy them in Dublin Airport in duty-free as well. They sell big bags of them. Um, but they're cheese and onion and salt and vinegar, and Irish people love their tato crisps. Yeah, they do say the original Irish crisp. Oh, yeah, they love those. They're, there you go. They're hard to get. Uh, I mean, they're, they're hard to beat. Sorry, not hard to get. Um, but you know what? That's a very good question, because when I was going through customs and immigration uh, through my... I have what they call global entry. Now, oh, global right. entry is another people may know about that. So if anybody's going overseas and they have enough time to apply for that, do it. It just means it fast tracks you um, and you just do a card. And I travel so much that I have it. But um, when I was going through, they asked the question um, on the machine, do you have any food or drink? And I was uh, there was something wrong with my global entry card. So the immigration agent to come help me. And she said, do you have any food or drink? And I said, no, because I didn't buy stuff. Well, I'd actually bought a bottle of whiskey or something duty free. Oh. And I thought that didn't count because it's already in duty free in a bag. And she said, she told me she was wonderful. She said, always take yes. It doesn't matter what you have. Everybody's terrified because they think they want to take it from you. Right. It just means just take yes. Even if you bought your chocolates or your cigarette or your duty free alcohol mm-hmm. in the duty free, still tick yes. And I said, oh, that's good to know. So I did. But um, yeah, for sure. The more you know. Yeah, without a doubt. And then um, I wanted to mention this book as well for people. You know, people are always asking about places to stay and everything. So um, this is um, uh, Georgina Campbell's uh, um, Ireland Guide. Mm -hmm. And Georgina Campbell would be one of Ireland's um, industry standards or gold seals of uh, where to stay in Ireland. Um, And this one is all about the very best places to eat, drink and stay in Ireland. What's special about this book is... um, People don't, um, you don't pay to go in this book. 
Oh, okay. Um, you know how people pay to be in it? Yes. Um, this one is, um, it breaks it down into the different counties and places. So she has gone out with her staff and a disclaimer, um, I do write for Georgina Campbell, not in this book. Okay. Um, I do write a monthly column for her, Rachel Gaffney's uh, letter from Texas on Georgina Campbell's Ireland Guide every month. But this is the book that she put out and they've gone around and individually assessed these properties. That's amazing. Where are you looking? So um, hopefully you can hear me. I can. I, I can't hear you. Oh, there you are. Oh. Um, I couldn't hear anything anymore. Uh, well, so disclaimer. Yeah. It's, you, have, you have a new piece that people can't, can't see. So for everyone in the comments, that's what's happening. I hate earpieces. I'm sorry. Can I go on record and say I hate <laughs> earpieces? I think, I think uh, we'll You know we'll I want to pull on. them out, don't you? Yeah, I know. Do, you have to tell people, how, don't I misbehave with those things, Anna? <laughs> You are so naughty. <laughs> I'm a little naughty. I but think that's it's what that, we love I think you. It's, it's the Irish hair. flair, right? It is. And so listen, I want to remind people as well, I still have, um, oh, these books are for sale on my website. It includes shipping and everything. So I have some of these left if you want to know some th places to go in Ireland. So again, it's uh, the very best places to eat, drink and stay. All right. Okay. So it's a wonderful um, Ireland, the best of the best. If you need it, it's on my website, rachelgaffneys.com. These show's comments have been high. Our, our comment section has been hijacked because they're all talking about the crisps right now. <laughs> they're all talking about potatoes, are they? <laughs> yes. They well, are. you know what? Uh, maybe they need to know this. Um, I want to know um, who, what the flavor is. I need a, a, a vote. Yes. Okay. A We're going to go with um, no. This is really going to get these people going. <laughs> Tato versus King. Ooh, okay. Tato versus King Crisps. All right. I don't know if you can see. So King Crisps are another crisp in Ireland, and they're a long-established uh, potato chip crisp as well. But this is a very serious battle now. This is going oh to gosh. really take the Irish people. They're going to be, you know, um, do you like uh, Tato's or King Crisps? I think we're going to have to do a poll and a vote on this. Oh, yes. Um, I gotcha. Oh, there we are. So is it Tato or King? Um, and we're going to see, you know, what people think and and which is their favorite. <laughs> I have a, I kind of almost feel like I should have a bet as to who, who's going to win. Really? Yeah, okay. we should, we should run a poll between now and I don't know how long they allowed us to do it, but next week I'll announce the winner, whether it's Tato <laughs> or King. <laughs> okay, I think, I think we should. I think we should. My money's on Tato. All right, I have never tried them, so I'm going to say... We'll have mm -hmm. to get you some. And speaking of crisps and Irish crisps, yes. there's a new one in Ireland and really? I have some for you to try and we're going to have them. And yes. uh, Dunn stores in Ireland have a brand called Simply Better. Okay. It's a fabulous story and we're going to be doing this actually. I think I'm kind of giving you guys a little bit of a heads up. So Simply Better is a brand of food in Dunn stores in Ireland and the brand ambassador is none other than my good friend Chef Nevin Maguire. Right. I was like, mm, I, these yeah. people, I've heard this name before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody's asked me to do it. Nobody's paid me to do this. No disclaimers. It's just me. I love them. Just want to tell you about them. So what they've done is they go around Ireland and they find all of these producers and artisans and then they private label and make products based on that county or place in Ireland. So one love of the it. ones is their own crisps and their sea salt crisps or oh potato God, chips it. for potato our American chips. people. But crisps, let's get it right when you get the lingo. When in <laughs> Ireland, it's crisps, all right? It's not potato chips. Yes. Um, oh, and just really mess with your head. French fries are uh, chips. Yes, too. 
Yeah. This is this is hilarious. Yeah, I know. So anyway, um, we're they have a crisp, and it's made with sea salt, and it's made from uh, sea salt in Claharhead in County Louth. So the guy there, John Delaney, and oh. uh, they they uh, package up sea salt from Claharhead. It's called Oriel Sea Salt. So guess what? I have some crisps. I want to do a live taste test yes. on that one with you. Yes, I love it. I love. But I want to know: is it Tejo versus King? All right. So looking at the comments, do you want to kind of like have a? A glimpse. Right now, Tato uh, is winning. Okay. Well, so you, you were right. Who's who's saying Tato? So uh, Yvonne and Nevin O'Shaughnessy. Nevin is the Tato fan, is he? Yep. Do you and remember Nevin, my friend who owns the Irish Antiques Place in Dallas, Rockwell think, Antiques? Oh, yeah, you were talking about this. He had yes. an event once, and guess what he did? He put party favors around the room, and they were in bags of Tato crisps. Oh. Ask him, has he got any Tatos left? Okay, I, as he's watching, he, he, he'll probably reply. Oh, I, I agree, Yvonne. She's like, no kissing after any of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll let them have their own conversation yes. there, okay? I'm not going to get into kiss. <laughs> Although there are some, like, there's some men that I've seen in my life, and I, if, now that, no, 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 I'm going to tell you this is a bit of a naughty expression. Okay. But if a guy is really good looking, Irish women will say to each other, hmm, I won't say what we'd say, but even if he ate potatoes, we would. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because it can give you like very oniony, cheesy. Anyway, so I'd still kiss him after eating potatoes. Oh my god! That means you have to be really rather good looking. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be a travel lifestyle PG show, and I'm talking about potato crisps and kissing men. Uh, it's still PG. In it a way. is. But those potatoes are just the best. They're just. Oh. But again, so yep. um, coming up um, before we finish up yes. um, next week, I'm going to have. Um, stable of ireland oh look you showed that photo yes i'm going to be talking about stable i don't know if we're going to be doing that next week or the week after but um i think we're going to be talking to uh we're going to try that live link again with longville house the georgian property um and talk about a callahan cider that's now in the united states they make it there at longville and i went to the orchards and visited and uh, william showed me the trees and where they get them from and everything so i want to share people we're going to talk about cider and apples and georgian properties and food and everything next week um we are going to be talking to the girls from stable of ireland um they have the most incredible line of table linens bathroom uh, robes um all Did you bring any for i for brought seat? some we're going to see them um i uh, lots of scarves lots of products how to wear them um so they will be part of my favorite irish finds i still have two places left if anybody wants to come to ireland with me in september Ooh, yeah. uh, it's a week september 7th to the 15th uh, we are going to be staying at adair manor dromolan castle ballymaloo house longville house we're going to Clonakilty to the Taste of West Cork. We're staying right there in a hotel overlooking the ocean, Dunmore. And um, so let me know if you want to come with me. Awesome. So we have a lot uh, coming up. And um, if anybody has any questions or travel questions, I'd love to hear from you. If you have any travel tips you'd like to share with us, I think we're going to start running some competitions soon. I'm going to start giving some giveaways to people who Fun. are going to share some great photos with us of their Ireland or their visits or their stories or their tips. So that'll be starting soon as well. So um, I want to say thank you for joining in. And um, until next week, May the 22nd, when we're back in the studios with Rachel Gaffney's Real Ireland. Until then, goodbye. Um, thank you. Agus Gaurav Mila Mahakad.